Good evening. It certainly has been a wonderful day uh, hearing about the mission points that were presented to us this morning. Uh, and tonight, on behalf of your mission committee, it's an honor and a privilege that we have this opportunity uh, to continue to bring you updates about all the mission points uh, that we here at Mount Juliet are supporting. And so tonight, in a very similar manner that we have for several years now, uh, we will present to you an update on these mission points. Uh, and at, at the beginning of this, Kevin Batts will be uh, reading to you about several of these points as we watch slides on the screen. Uh, and then secondly, I will come back up and finish. After that, uh, Brendan Adcock will be bringing us an invitation tonight, uh, and then we'll close our service. So, Kevin? Scott Owens reports that this year we will not be conducting a stateside mission trip. However, future plans include a stateside campaign to support the church at 109 once it is fully established. In the meantime, we will consider other stateside campaign opportunities should the need be presented from another congregation. Each mission effort supported by Mount Juliet has one very important thing in common, souls. Lord's people invest in missions so that more souls can spend eternity in heaven. At Heritage Christian University, it is still all about souls. For almost 50 years, HCU's single purpose has been to prepare those who will devote their lives to preparing others for eternity. Graduates of HCU are passionate about evangelism and about growing strong, healthy churches that help the saved stay saved. With alumni serving across the U.S. and in 33 countries around the world, the impact of the work Mount Juliet and HCU are doing together really is global. Do you know of any young people who are languishing under heavy college debt? Unfortunately, many of us do. And too many times, young preachers are no exception. HCU believes that new ministers are best positioned for success when they can graduate from college debt-free. HCU's solution to this problem is the Legacy Scholarship. This scholarship for full-time campus students covers all tuition remaining after a Pell Grant has been applied. The belief is that when a student only has to cover living expenses, it's possible to prepare for a career in the ministry without incurring any educational debt. Who do you know who could benefit from the Legacy Scholarship? HCU is grateful for Mount Juliet's commitment to preparing effective preachers, Bible teachers, and missionaries through support of this powerful scholarship program. The university is also deeply grateful for all of you who support the HCU mission in so many ways. You can share the good news with students around the world from the comfort of your own home or office through the internet or by correspondence with more teachers, we could reach even more souls. You can do this. World English Institute, also called WEI, uses the Bible to teach English. You do not need to be an expert in English. As a native English speaker, you know what sounds right. The material teachers teaches itself and grading is automated. You can process a student's lesson in less than 10 minutes. 
We are starting over 1,700 Bible studies per month with students from every nation of the world. You can choose students from a country that you have a heart for reaching. Mount Juliet has 15 active WEI teachers. If you want to sow the good seed from the convenience of your computer, tablet, or phone, please contact Daniel Nordstrom. World Bible School, also called WBS, offers both postal mail and internet Bible lessons. In 2018, Mount Juliet WBS study helpers spread the gospel to 1,912 new students in 53 countries and 10 American states. Some of our most receptive students come to us through our jail ministry. Most jails only allow baptisms at certain times of the year, and we often have students on a waiting list to be baptized. At Wilson County Jail, for example, more than 20 of our WBS students were baptized on one Sunday alone. We had students in 34 jails in Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, and Indiana last year, with the largest concentrations at Lebanon, Carthage, Manchester, and Cookville, and saw a 12% increase in jail students in 2018. As an incentive for students to continue their WBS studies, we now offer a free Bible to those who complete at least five of the seven lessons in the WBS Master Series. We had 116 students who earned their free Bible in 2018. You too can be a WBS study helper. You can do WBS lessons from your home and on your own time schedule. Training is easy and WBS streamlines your mission work freeing you to encourage your students' growing faith. Will you please join us in this ministry? With additional WBS study helpers, we could reach even more lost souls. Just stop by our WBS counter in front of the library tonight or see Brandon Adcock, Jerry Reynolds, or Waldine Richardson at any time. Tanzania is a country in East Africa. Mount Juliet supports Justin and Anna Maynard and two students in the School of Preaching at Kasongo, Tanzania. Justin and Anna labored their entire first year in Africa without any financial help from others to see if they could make a difference. Our congregation saw the incredible impact they made and partnered with them two and a half years ago. The Maynards, who in addition to spreading the gospel, teach the students sustainable farming and how to raise farm animals so that the students can be self-supporting with an income as they plant churches in East Africa. We give God the glory for the tremendous success in Tanzania. Hundreds of precious souls obeyed the gospel and have grown spiritually. The farming projects now feed the school of preaching and cover all the expenses of the farm. Justin trained a local Tanzanian brother, Augustine, to take over the farming projects and to oversee four other workers. Elders are now in place in two congregations. Justin and Anna's goals and vision for Tanzania are being realized. The congregations are thriving and the farming projects are self-sustaining. They will leave Tanzania this July so that the local brothers and sisters can grow even more. Justin and Anna express deep gratitude that you have supported them during their time serving in Tanzania. The Andrew Connolly School of Preaching has graduated 190 men. Besides classroom studies, the students go out two by two conducting personal Bible studies with different congregations. 
Each Sunday, they serve by teaching, preaching, and working with more mature evangelists. A short-term mission trip called Safari for Souls will spread the gospel this year from June 5th to the 16th. Many will hear the truth for the first time in their lives. Please contact Daniel Nordstrom or David Burka if you are interested. This is a great opportunity and the door is open. Go visit if you truly want to experience first century Christianity alive and well in the 21st century. The Bible, we want everyone to get it. For 57 years, this has been EEM's mission. It's simple yet powerful because the gospel, God's word is still, according to Romans chapter one, verse 16, the power of God for the salvation of all men. Also, these words are much more than a tagline. They describe the heart of EEM as it was established in the very beginning and continues its foundation and guiding force today. With each passing year, God continues to open more doors of opportunity for the sharing of his word. EEM continues to produce a tremendous amount of Bibles for Eastern Europe. Consider these numbers. 1,054,500 Bibles and Bible-related books were distributed. 30 nations were served. In 2018, 300,000 Bibles were provided for public schools in Romania and four entire regions of Ukraine. 180,000 Bibles were distributed in Russia, Kazakhstan, and Belarus. 30,000 Bibles were distributed in, in Croatia, 11,000 were distributed in Poland, and 10,000 in Serbia. The fundraising goal of 2,400,000 for Bibles uh, was more than met in 2018. Mount Juliet participated in Million Dollar Sunday for the third time and contributed a total of $8,000. The annual Nashville EEM dinner will be held at the factory in Franklin on Tuesday, September 10th, 2019 at 7 p.m. Our Greek evangelization and edification are centered in the Omonia congregation in Athens, Greece. The church in Mount Juliet began supporting this work in 2007. Alexander Milleritos works with his wife, Eleni, in the multicultural congregation that offers worship services in four languages. Greece is a transition point for thousands of Middle Eastern families fleeing war zones. The Omonia Church has cared for over 500 refugees in the last three years. They serve almost 400 meals each week, provide clothing, and operate a refugee community shelter on the second floor of their building. They help them find housing and other resources. Volunteers from several churches across the U.S. have gone to help with teaching English, providing child care and basic medical needs, and other work in the daily operations. The members study English and the Bible with the refugees. Several have been baptized and worship with the congregation every Sunday. Their goal is to move on to other countries, and they carry their new faith with them wherever they go. The goal for this work is that it will continue to grow and that each Christian there will mature in their faith. They enjoy showing Greek hospitality to all who visit. C. 
Since June of 2015, Mountain Juliet has supported Daniel and Tammy Faro as they work with the Strasbourg Church of Christ in France. Strasbourg is the largest city in eastern France with a population of over 800,000 people. Ever since its founding by the Roman Empire, Strasbourg has served as an international gateway and birthplace of great ideas in every era. The city has always been a major gateway to Europe. It is very different from the rest of France in that it is heavily populated with independent thinking, Bible-believing Protestants with a rich Reformation history. The church was planted in 2000 and has 30 members. Daniel is also in partnership with Sunset International Bible Institute to evangelize the French-speaking world. Daniel helps to recruit and train missionaries for the French-speaking world. He also has a program to train French Christians at Sunset. He records his material with the ultimate goal of setting up French-speaking preaching schools in Europe and worldwide. Daniel and Tammy continue their work with the Strasbourg congregation to help it become more firmly established. They use various methods of outreach to plant in the various types of soil in their region. Through Bible, home Bible studies, campus outreach, distribution of invitations of Bible correspondence, involvement in the community, and their website, Souls, are being reached. Their goal is to have a self-supported and self-governed church with elders, deacons, ministers, and teachers. Daniel and Tammy have two Christian daughters, Candace and Marilena. We have supported the work of translating the Bible in Guinea, West Africa, since 1988. The current atmosphere is hostile to Christians, and it is not safe to publish this following information. Brad and Estel Willett continue working to translate the Bible from their base in Italy. Brad supervises 10 translation projects going on in Guinea, plus 10 more in other countries. Essel started Milk Babies program to help families care for infants when their mother has passed away. She provides milk, cereal, and hygiene training for relatives who raise these babies. The Susu Bible has been printed and is being distributed and taught by a local man in Guinea, which is a majority Muslim country. He meets with small groups, reading and discussing the scriptures. Brad says, the, speed, the seed is sprouting and hearts are being touched. Pray for the harvest. The supply of Bibles from the first printing has almost run out, and they are asking for more to be printed. The recorded Bible is also available on MP3, and many local people listen to it on their cell phones. 500 SD cards with the New Testament audio have been passed out. Many of you remember Fasanay, the child Brad and Estelle adopted in 1996. He's now 27 years old and lives near his sister here in the U.S. Members of his birth family still in Guinea are listening to scriptures every day. One of Fasanay's brothers recently told Brad about his relationship with God, and he said, quote, I get up in the morning and pray to God to provide me the food I need to feed my family each day. Then I go out, and he always provides. Maybe I catch a fish, sometimes I sell wood, and other times someone hires me to do a job. God always provides. Estel visits regularly with Damba, a Christian woman in the capital city who is raising 29 abandoned orphans. Estel says they are growing up in such a healthy environment, full of love, plenty of food, and lots of teaching about Jesus. Also, Damba and her milk babies staff supply 228 newborns with powdered milk every week, and they also advise the grandmothers and aunts who are raising them. 
Many people there talk about the amazing work being done by the Christian woman to save children's lives. So far, they have helped 1,900 Guinea children survive. Our dream is that many souls will be brought to the Lord through the sharing of the gospel in their home language. We need help printing additional copies of the complete Susu Bible and recording other SD cards with the audio Bible to distribute. We also pray that the children who are alive because of milk babies may attend school and continue to grow up in healthy environments. Beginning in September of 2014, Mount Juliet has supported Ryan and Sarah Davis as they work in the Andes Mountains of South America with the Iglesia de Cristo Ayu, or Ayu Church of Christ, located in Cusco, Peru. There is a steadily growing, passionate congregation of the Lord's Church, first established in 2010, and now averaging more than 120 in attendance. The members of the IU Church strive to share the light of Christ through personal evangelism. Group and one-on-one -on -one Bible studies meet weekly throughout the city and in members' homes. The work there is thriving. The Cusco Mission has its first native Peruvian ministry leaders and is nurturing an initial group of eldership candidates. 2018 was a transitional year for the team as original missionary families returned to the U.S. while two new families took their place along Ryan and Sarah. The Davises are now the senior members of a new bicultural, bilingual, and blended mission team. Also in 2018, your mission committee was introduced to Bethany Iverson, a recent addition to the Cusco team and now a part of our Mount Juliet family of missionaries. Bethany has made a two-year commitment to the Cusco work. Although they will fulfill their initial commitment to Cusco this fall, Ryan and Sarah have decided to remain in Cusco for the next several years to further and ensure the success of this young congregation. They begin a furlough period in April, and they look forward to visiting us in person very soon. If you have any questions or further interest in this aspect of the Cusco work, please see Doug Perry or Scott Humphrey. John Coleman and Jason Haley and their families are also familiar with this work as they visited this past year. For nearly a decade now, Mount Juliet has been the overseeing congregation of a mission point in Belém, Brazil. This work is now in its ninth year, and the congregation in Belém continues to grow with a weekly average worship attendance of 40 souls. Junior Crispim is now in his third year working with the congregation in Belém. Junior, a native Brazilian, is a sound Christian evangelist with a proven history of mission work in Brazil. He currently leads a weekly course in biblical studies open to the public as an outreach ministry. There are 45 students enrolled in this course with no previous connection to the congregation in Belém. A new milestone in campaign support was reached this past year as our very own Jamie Harper, along with David and Tammy Stanfield, established the RTC program in its first ever international location. 18 Brazilians completed their facilitator certification. During this same mission trip, several others from Mount Juliet traveled to Belém and continued outreach efforts using the historically successful Let's Talk Belém program. In 2019, Mount Juliet will continue supporting the con congregation in Belém with several campaign efforts. In January, three Brazilian young adults joined the work in Belém as part of the AIM program's field ministry studies. Their work involves an 18-month commitment working and serving alongside Junior and other members of the congregation with a focus on church growth. 
In April, Nick Fowler and I will visit to edify the church and continue leadership development. And finally, plans are being made now for a mission trip in July. If you're interested in this trip and this work, you can see me at any time for more information. We pray God will continue to bless this work in the congregation in Belain with growth and spiritual unity. We first became involved in El Salvador mission work after an earthquake in 2001. We helped construct a building for the San Augustine congregation, which was meeting in a rented building and was destroyed by the earthquake. The churches and ministers we have helped support both financially and with medical and evangelical campaigns are Victor Bonilla in Alta Vista in Perulapan, Jeremiah Zalea in Santa Elena, Daniel Zalea in St. Augustine, Oscar Zalea of San Francisco Javier, Carlos Mario Hernandez of La Cruz, Enrique Rodriguez of Tanaka Tepeque, and Sol Flamenco of Apopa. When we began our El Salvador work, the only congregation that was meeting was San Augustine. We established San Francisco Javier, Alta Vista, La Cruz, Santa Elena, Tanaka Tepeque, Perulapan, and Apopa. Last year, we took a team to Apaneca in a new area for us. The congregation was established several years ago. It was a different trip for us as the elevation is 4,600 feet and was much cooler. We actually wore jackets at night. Next month, we go back to Apapa for our third trip to work with Saul and his wonderful families. Like most countries in Central America, El Salvador is struggling with their economy and their political environment. All of our congregations have members who struggle just to meet their daily needs. Our Ukrainian mission work is located in Pokrovsk, Ukraine, formerly Krasnomesk, a small town about 40 miles west of the largest city of Donetsk. We help support the church in Pokrovsk and their minister, Sasha Rodnev. His family includes wife Julia and daughter Lara. We have helped support this congregation for 25 years. For several years, they prayed for a new place of worship to replace the fourth floor apartment where they had previously worshiped. In 2013, many of you gave sacrificially to help them do just that. Finally, their prayers were answered. They have been in their new facility now for over a year, and they are experiencing growth, especially among the youth. One of the original members, named Lydia, has been sick, and she is in the hospital. We continue to pray for the end of war in eastern Ukraine. We hope also that we will soon be able to bring a group there for a campaign. They are a great people, and we miss seeing them. Please continue to pray for Sasha and the Ukraine mission work. It was a tremendous blessing to have Barry Smith with us during our Bible class hour this morning to provide a powerful message and update on the Sudan project. There is no doubt that this work has been through much change in the past two years. Despite the challenges in 2018, it was a successful year for the work. Seeing the establishment of five new congregations and over 360 baptisms among the evangelists working in the refugee camps in Uganda and Kenya. It was also a challenging year as two of our three main teachers had to leave the work in the field due to health reasons. Life in refugee camps for our South Sudanese brethren remains difficult and the continuation of conflict among those warring in South Sudan is a constant discouragement to them from the 
the prospect of ever returning to their homeland. 2018 was also a transition year from the retiring director of Don Humphreys to new director Barry Smith. And along with that transition came challenges that were anticipated and some unanticipated. Additionally, the oversight of the work changed from the church here at Mount Juliet to the elders at the Foot Street Congregation in Corinth, Mississippi. The power of evil has worked hard to discourage everyone involved with this ministry through changes and challenges in personnel, locations, governments, shortages, and failure among individuals. But the power within us, as we know from Ephesians chapter 1, 19 through 23, is greater than the power in this world. And with that, strength we can preserve, persevere. The plan formulated as this transition took place was for South Sudanese students to begin attending Uganda Christian Bible College to continue the purpose of the Sudan project, even though they, we were unable to operate on our own campus in Pajak, South Sudan, due to the violence there. This became a reality in August as six brothers were enrolled for full-time studies. They are now in their second semester of the two-year program and all report that they are enjoying that training. In the fourth quarter of the year, it was decided that we send some of the leaders on a visit back to Pajak to visit the property and remove weeds to protect the property from fires. The brothers spent three days working and assessing the area, and they found the conditions relatively calm. Some were also able to visit their personal homes and properties to accomplish the same protection against fire. We will continue to pray about this, the situation in South Sudan and we ask that you join us in those prayers. There will be no startup of operations on our campus there until we are totally confident that it is safe for both people and investment. And finally tonight, I would like to remind us that we have just as an important of a mission field here in our own community, in our own backyard. And so tonight, I just wanna remind us of a few important facts as we consider the church plant at 109. As a reminder, even tonight and have been for several months now, on Sundays at 5 p.m. they are worshiping at West Elementary. The reports from there that 240 is their average attendance. Another important factor is that 15% of those there are new worshipers with us, and some of those are even new to the Church of Christ. On March 10th, Jody Marble will return to us to begin as the youth minister. And on April 6th, that congregation there will begin meeting at West Elementary for all services. You also should know that the property has been purchased and building plans have been complete. And at this time, we are currently securing bids for construction of that building. Also, 95% of our goal of the capital campaign has been accomplished at this point in time. But there is still much to do. I have to remind you that for you, for me, and for all of us, it needs our help. And it needs our help so that this work can be successful. The mission fields are all around us, both here domestically and certainly the world over. We are certainly blessed as a congregation to have the elders and their wisdom and leadership and your mission committee, uh, a group of individuals who oversee a lot of these mission points 
and that we have the resources to be able to send missionaries into the field, into all these places, so that the church that Christ established can be grown the world over, that the good news of Christ and his saving blood can be shared with all who will hear. We thank you for your support in all of these works, and we pray that we will have a continued success this year as these mission points continue. Brandon. Good evening. I tell you what, it's exciting. It's an exciting night. It's exciting to see what we have going on at this congregation. Um, I know we've got some visitors here tonight uh, that have come for the young soldiers and, and the young ladies program and, and hope that you get a good feel of what this congregation is about. Uh, this is a mission-minded congregation. The elders all the way down to every member. And it's evident that uh, that's our focus. Our focus is to spread the good news of Christ. And you can look at everything that's been discussed tonight, and, and it's very evident that that's the direction that this congregation is going. And I'm proud, and I hope that all of you that are members here are proud that you can look at a good 30 minutes of mission work that just barely scratches the surface of what we actually are doing. Um, you could probably spend, or Doug could probably spend a good hour, hour and a half, going into, into more detail on many of these mission points, and still there'd be lots that he'd have to leave out. Uh, it's just amazing and it's awesome to be a part of a, a congregation that puts that such priority the eldership uh makes that such a priority and and they do so and we do so because that's what our commandment is i, I can't help but at least read for a moment matthew 28 and then we'll get into what i kind of had planned on getting into but matthew 28 18 through 20 it says and jesus came and said to said to them all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And I believe that's what we do here. I believe that we follow that commandment. And I'm proud that we, we do that. And I'm thankful to be a part of a church, and I hope that you are as well, that listens to the words of of our Savior, of our King, and we take them very seriously, and we follow them. There's a lot of congregations that don't, so I, I hope that you look at what you're a part of and that you're thankful and that you're proud of that. Also wanted to uh, read Acts 17, uh, verse 27. It says, and this starts in the middle of a sentence, but it says that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, yet he is actually not far from each of us. That's what mission's about. It's about finding people that are seeking God. It's about finding people that otherwise have no way to come to the knowledge of Christ. And I think that's what our mission job is through World Bible School, through English the World English Institute, through all these other mission points that have been mentioned, 
It's so people that are seeking to find that thing that's missing in their life have that opportunity to find that. We as Christians are the only people that know what that missing thing is, and it's our job to show that to them. I'd like to spend the rest of the time that we have looking at the parable of the sower. We won't read it for time's sake, word for word, but I can't help but think of the of mission work. I can't I can't help but but not think of rather the parable of the sower. So if you want to look at Matthew thirteen, one through twenty three, and again we won't do all these verses or read them all, but I'm going to kind of go through and hit the high points on these. If you'll look in verse 3, you find where the first character that's mentioned in this parable is brought up, and that's the sower. So the sower's job, as you read through this, is what Christ is explaining, is the sower's job is is to sow the seed, to scatter the seed. You find out pretty quickly in this parable that he doesn't seem to be all that interested in where that seed is landing. He knows that he's got this piece of property, and his job is to go out there and to sow the seed. So the second thing that you see introduced in this story is the seed. We know that that seed through, through uh, the parable is, is God's word. So we've got the sower, and we've got the seed. The next thing we run into uh, in this story is we find that there is different types of ground that this seed lands on. The first is the path. And I can't help but imagine this path as being what that sower is walking to, to the field. He's walking uh, from his barn, if you will, to the field. And this is a path that's probably traveled quite often. And that ground has been packed and it's packed tight and it's, and it's hard. And as he's carrying his seed there uh, to the field, he's losing seed along the way, and it's, and it's scattering about onto this path. And, and Jesus tells us that that seed doesn't last. The birds come quickly, and they take that seed. So we see next that we have seed that has fallen on the rocky ground. So the rocky ground would be probably that outskirts of the field that's been well prepared as that, as that sower is making his way from the path across the rocky ground where they had been working that field and picking rocks out of that field and pitching it to the side and, and preparing that soil for where they're intending on planting. But there's seed that falls along on that rocky soil as well. And Jesus tells us that that, that seed, it takes root it starts to grow, but, but because of the sun coming out and the rocks heating up, that that scorches and it burns and it dies rather quickly. So then we come to the thorny ground, and that's where, uh, again, right on the outer edge of that, of that field where it's to be planted, there's these thorns that are, that are growing up that hadn't been cut away, and there's seed that, that gets scattered as it's being sown, and it, and it gets into that, and it takes root and it grows uh, and Jesus tells us that the, the thorns choke it out. But we come to last the good soil, which is where the sower had intended to get to the whole time. And I think it's interesting 
that Jesus gives us all these other types of soil where this rock go, or where the where the seed falls on as he's getting to that field that has been prepared for the seed. We're going to encounter in all of our mission works whether it's 109 or it's South Sudan or it's a correspondence online, we're going to encounter different areas where maybe someone didn't intend to be there but they were. Maybe someone wasn't planning on going to a gospel meeting, but they, their door was knocked on, or someone encountered them as they were heading that way. Those are those different soils that weren't quite prepared, yet that seed still can fall on those, on those soils. That seed can still be there. It may not take root and it may not plant right away. That soil may be prepared later. That soil may later on be ready to receive the seed. We're going to encounter all types of different soils along the way in missions. It can be discouraging at times whenever you send out multiple World Bible School uh, lessons and you may not get anything back. It may be discouraging if you're knocking on a door and someone's not very responsive. The important thing is to keep working till you get to that soil that's been prepared. It makes it all worth it. So we see that Jesus is the seed. Our heart is the soil. We know that God's word is powerful. It's not the person delivering the word. It's not anything that man could say. It's the word of God that's powerful. And if it's that word that is planted in the proper soil that can take root. And as in the good soil, produce crop upon crop upon crop. My question I have for you tonight is who are you in this story? Are you the sower? We've heard many reports tonight and today of a lot of sowers out there, a lot of people that are spreading that seed. That could be many of us in this room. That, that's, that's what we do is we sow that seed. Or is it that you're the soil. We know we're not the seed. That's, that's the word of God. Is it that, that you're the soil? Is your, is your soil the uh, soil like that's on the path that's been walked on and, and beat down and, and not quite ready to receive that seed yet? Is your heart like the rocky places that you want it you just don't know quite what to do with it when you get it, and so it withers quickly. Or is it like the thorns, where the cares of the world and everything going on in our life roots Jesus and God out of our life because these other things seem to be so much more important? And there's some that will have the good soil, and that would be those that may be ready to receive that gospel or answer the gospel, uh, that have heard the good news of Christ and, and that know that they want their life to be different and they want the Word of God to grow within them. So I'm not sure who you are tonight or where you are in your life. I do know that if your soil needs to be prepared, that there are a lot of people here that would like to help you weed your gardens. If your soil is prepared and, and you would like to respond to an invitation that is God's invitation,
you'd like to be baptized into Christ, we have people here that would love to assist you with that. No matter where you are in this journey, we want to be there with you. We'd like to meet you where you are, and we can help you get to where you want to be. So if you have any needs tonight, if you would come as we stand and as we sing.